Hello, law firm owners, and welcome to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I'm your host, Nermeen Jasani, and today we are talking about SEO, search engine optimization. And I'm going to talk to you about whether or not it's worth it for your law firm in 2023, and do you need it in 2023? So first, let's talk about what exactly is SEO for law firms, and why does ranking on search engines even matter? Okay, so without getting super technical and keeping this very high level, search engine optimization is basically what allows you to be on the first page of Google search results. And I'm only talking about Google here because they are the most popular search engine out there. There's Bing, there's Safari, there's Brave, there's Firefox, there's a ton. But the one that is most used is Google, and that's the one that we're going to talk about here. So Google is basically the number one platform where people go and search for things. And obviously, it has its own algorithm that it ranks multiple things on to decide what ranks first. It's not just that you posted it a long time ago or that you have updated it recently or that you are someone who's super credible, like with a .org or .gov behind your web address. It's that it's taking all of these factors into consideration when it's creating its search algorithm to decide whose website gets ranked the highest. So let's say you are an employment lawyer in Arizona and before SEO, you are ranked on page 30. And then you hire an SEO specialist and they go through and take you from page 30 to page 15, to page eight, to then page four, to then page two, and then finally to page one, okay? How they are doing this is through search engine optimization. They are taking your website and they are optimizing it for Google's robot that is crawling through your website and all of the words that you have on your website. So let's say when you were on page 30, your website only said employment lawyer, a photo of you, and where you went to school. Then after you hire this team, it now says employment lawyer in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, you know, in practice since 2007. And now you have 30 pages of blogs about employment law. Should you sign a non-compete? Is a non-compete enforceable in Arizona? Uh, What should you negotiate for in your employment contract? Can your employer take back your bonus? Should you have a clawback provision in your employment contract? Red flags to look out for in your employment contract. Okay, all of those blogs are now being crawled by Google. And its algorithm is saying that 
you deserve to be placed higher and higher because you keep mentioning the word Arizona law firm, Arizona employment lawyer, lawyer in Arizona practicing employment law, and all the variations thereof of those words, okay? That is very short what SEO is. And the benefits to ranking on these search engines is because the number of people who go online to say Arizona employment lawyer has gone up every year. Let's say, for example, in 1992, 30 people were searching for that term. In 2003, 300 people were searching for that term. In 2013, 3,000 people were searching for that term. In 2023, 30,000 people are searching for that term. So when you rank top for that, that means that people are going to click on your website and then they're going to see this lovely photo of you and a phone number to call and they're going to pick up the phone and call you. That is the ultimate goal with SEO is that they get you ranked top at least to the first page, maybe not the top three, but at least the first page, and that that results in people clicking through to your website and then picking up the phone and calling you. That, in short, is SEO. Okay, let's talk about the pros and cons of law firm SEO. Okay, the pros I've already discussed, right? It gets you ranked top. It gives you a lot of credibility when you're ranked top instead of being buried on page 30. It gets you a lot of phone calls and it gets you a lot of potential clients. It builds a lot of brand awareness for your law firm because if they're not walking past your firm, it is sort of a digital uh, storefront for you, okay? And for your law firm. Now, the cons of SEO, it can be expensive. It can be time-consuming. If any SEO person tells you that this is going to happen in three months, they are fucking lying and run. SEO is a long game. It is not a short game, okay? So when we talk about your tool, your toolbox of tools, this is one of the tools. It is a long-term game, okay? It is not something that is going to result in 30 calls the next day. You can hire an SEO team. They can come in and start working for you. And it might be 12 months before you start getting five consults a month or five consults a week from SEO. So it is a long game and it does cost money, okay? SEO is not cheap. Um, the cheapest I have seen it is in Atlanta for like $1,600, $1,800, $2,000 a month. And then I've seen the price go up to like $3,000, $4,000, $5,000 on that. I mean, it can start to get really expensive depending on what you want and what package you're signing up for. Because some of them might say, okay, well, for $2,000 a month, we're going to give you two blogs every month and do some backlinks. Don't worry about what backlinks means. It just means it's good for your SEO, okay? Now, that sounds great. 
Or you could spend $5,000 for five blogs a month and backlinks and guest blog posts and, uh, you know, three other things that are included with SEO. Now, it can get really expensive and you can blow through your budget really quick. And it could be that in the first three months, you get no phone calls. And then after that, the calls start ringing. The other big con to SEO is that if you don't hire the right team, you might get calls for the kind of work that you don't do. So if you are a family attorney who is only doing, um, you know, divorces for dads, and that's it, you don't work with moms, and all you're getting is calls from moms, then SEO has not worked for you, right? It can be a little tough, uh, especially in the beginning to get you ranked for the thing that, for the search terms that you want to be ranked for. And that can be quite a big financial commitment because if you don't get a call for four months or six months or you keep getting these clients who are not qualified to work with you, can't afford you, uh, are just calling and shopping around because you're top of the page. Like that's going to start to cost more. And there's a hidden expense to that, which is just because your phone is ringing off the hook, now you have to hire another answering team or your receptionist is so busy answering calls that she can't actually get her admin work done. So now you have to hire somebody else. Like there's hidden costs to this thing. So I want you to go into it fully, fully aware of of what those costs can be for you. Okay, let's talk about keyword optimization and what you actually want to optimize. So earlier, I've already mentioned a couple of keywords. If you're an employment lawyer, you want the keyword employment lawyer, Phoenix, Arizona. You want the word, uh, you want things that people are going to be searching for. Like, what do you do if you get fired? You don't necessarily want wrongful termination because that's a legal word, right? That's legal jargon. We don't want that. What we want is the words that people are actually going to be searching for. And I I use this example, but, you know, oftentimes if you've got a toothache, you're not going to type in endodontist near me, right? You're going to type in what to do if I have a toothache. So I want you to think like If you were someone who was searching for you, what are the keywords that you're actually going to be searching for? And those are the ones that you want to optimize, which means if you are, again, for example, that uh, family attorney who's in Phoenix, Arizona, who's doing divorces for dads, you don't want to optimize maybe just for family law. Maybe you only want to optimize for divorces for dads. What to do if you're a dad who loves his kids? What to do to get child custody as a dad? Uh, How much does dad have to pay in a divorce if the mom isn't working? Like those are the search terms that you want to qualify for because they are going to bring in the callers that you want. They're going to bring in the potential clients that you want to work with. But if you go so generic, and you are just going to do, you know, family law, Phoenix, Arizona, 
You're going to get a whole lot of calls and you're going to get so excited. And then nobody is going to hire you because it's all women, women or moms who are going through divorces and you only work with dads, right? So you want to be really specific in the keywords that you're searching for. And your SEO team is going to come back to you and they're going to be like, well, that's a really low search volume or whatever they're going to say. And you're going to want to stick to your gut on this and look for all the keywords around this. Yes, it's extra work for them. But if you hired a good team and they are charging you a ton of money, they should do this for you. Okay. Let's talk about the next thing. Will SEO services help bring your law help your law firm bring in new clients? This is a tricky yes and no. It depends. SEO again is getting you ranked higher so that people click through and call. Now remember, your website still has to be interesting enough for them to want to hire you, which means your photo is not from 1982 and it is a more recent photo. And you look warm and welcoming and not like an asshole that nobody wants to work with, right? And it's a professional photo that you didn't take on your iPhone, that your husband didn't take take of you last Thanksgiving, right? These are good photos that encourage people. The website is beautiful. You're clear. You're concise. You're showing people how much you care about employees and how much you want them to get everything that they want uh, in a contract and how you hate wrongful termination and that you're here to help people. And your website is super clear about that. And you talk about victories and settlements and, you know, how many contracts you've reviewed for employees in the last 20 years that you've been in practice, right? You've got a really good website that then encourages someone to pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, I would like to schedule a consult. Then you still have to get over that hurdle of the consult. Okay, well, if it's paid consult, more than likely people are going to say, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll call you back or maybe they'll schedule it. But there's like a 50-50 chance that they're not gonna schedule a paid consult with you. So yes, you got that phone call, but did they schedule a consult? 50-50. Okay, now... Let's say they did schedule the consult. Did they hire you after that consult? That could be like a 2080, right? Like, I don't know what your success rate is, but for most people, it's 20 to 30% after a consult. And it's usually because attorneys are very scattered. They don't do good consults. They don't understand the purpose of a consult, and then they lose the client. So you got 10 calls, you got five consults, and one person hired you. And that was a $3,000 case, but you spent $4,000. Is that worth it on the ROI? No, it's not. You lost $1,000. That's the simple math of it. Now, I'm going to give you a real example. And you're not going to believe it, but I like giving real examples. So a few episodes back, I talked about my client, the dental practice that uh, did Instagram and they lost money. Okay, well, I'm going to keep going with examples. So another tool for marketing that we did was SEO. And we got this beautiful website. 
and we've got SEO going and we're getting ranked on the first page for teeth cleaning, for dental x-rays, for root canals, for best dentist, right? We're getting ranked for all of these things on the first page, which means the team is doing their job. This SEO team is phenomenal. They are getting us ranked. They are doing the thing that they promised was going to happen, which is we're going to get you ranked to the top of the first page. We got phone calls coming in. We've got people chatting with the bot on the website to schedule an appointment. And guess how much money has come in from SEO? Because it can be tracked. We track it. They're clients of mine. Of course, we're tracking it. $1,000. And it's also like an ongoing joke with this client that, oh, you know what? We've got two clients who came in from Google, but they're probably not going to show up. So, haha, let's see how the day actually goes. So that's the reality of SEO sometimes. You can have the best team, you can be on the first page, and sometimes people are just flaky. And I know what you're going to say, well, Nermeen, that's a dental practice. It's not a law firm. My friend has a law firm, and she does SEO, and she's getting, you know, 17 calls a month and five new clients. Yes, and that may not happen for you, and you may not have their budget, and you might hire a crappy team, and maybe they won't do SEO properly for you, <laughs> and you might get calls, and then you suck on converting them into actual clients after a consult. So it doesn't matter if they're getting you ranked first and getting all these calls, and you can't convert. So I don't want you to sit here and think, okay, this is the silver bullet. This is the thing that's going to make my firm grow. I was told. Yeah, you might have been told that, but it may not happen. Okay. Now, before you hire an SEO specialist, I want you to ask one really specific question because they are going to come in and they are going to wow you and they're going to dazzle you and they're going to show you their best case examples. Of course they are. That's their job. They're trying to sell you. By the way, don't forget they are trying to sell you, okay? It is very much like a used car salesman situation. You are being sold to. Don't get suckered. They're going to show you the best examples. They're going to show you, okay, this law firm that we work with in Indiana, uh, when we started working with them, they were getting three calls a month and one new client. And then after we started doing SEO, they started getting 15 new clients. And we can promise you that you're going to get at least 30 phone calls a month. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh my God, my phone doesn't even ring. And now it's going to be ringing Yes, I have made it. And you're going to get really excited. And that's where you're going to get suckered. Of course, they're going to show you the best examples. But before you hire that team, before you hire that specialist, I want you to ask, what are examples of where this didn't work? What are specific examples where SEO did not work? I want you to be upfront and honest about this, ask them, where did an SEO work? And if they're like, oh, it's worked every time, they're lying and you should run. But if they are honest with you and they say, okay, so there was this firm that we worked with, they did PI, 
but they did a very specific kind of PI. They only did brain damage and, you know, he didn't want to share past cases and, you know, we couldn't put in testimonials and we couldn't hire an expert to talk about brain injury. And it just was a really tough, you know, working situation. You know, it just, it didn't work for that client. Or, you know, we worked with this other attorney that was doing criminal defense, but they were always in court and they just never got a chance to review our blogs, but they had to be approved before they could be posted and we could never do it. And we never posted anything because nothing got approved. That's going to tell you a lot. It's going to tell you a lot about their communication style. Are they going to communicate with you if you don't respond? And how frequently are they going to communicate with you if they don't respond? Okay, my friends, that is everything for this episode. If you have not yet picked up a copy of Non-Legal Writing, go pick it up because it's going to really help you write SEO blogs. It's going to help you with your Instagram posts. It's going to help you with your newsletters. Non-legal writing for lawyers is going to change your life. And that's not an exaggeration. It is genuinely going to change your life. Okay, uh, that is everything for this episode here, my friends. If you have any questions, reach out to me. I'm here for you. All right, see you in the next episode.